Crime does not pay. <laughs> Got the dough, Eddie? Check. Hey, not bad. All right, Moxie, let him have it. Oh, don't hit me. Moxie hit him with a gun butt. What do you think, kid? We'd ask him polite like to sit down and be quiet until we got away. But maybe he's dead. Nuts. Okay, fellas? Yeah, okay. All right, take drive. But if he's dead, you'll burn for it. If he's dead, ah, you'll... shut up. Here, here's 50 for your share. That's easier, ain't it? And a lot better than fixing other people's jalopies. In the interest of good citizenship and law enforcement, we present Crime Does Not Pay, based on the famous Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer series of short subjects. In just a moment, you will hear Father's Boy, starring Richard Hart. Now, Crime Does Not Pay, starring Richard Hart as Dan Tink Gilbert Williams in Father's Boy. The neighborhood was on the verge of becoming a slum. No one wanted to live there. But where else can you go when you're scraping a bare living from a poorly paid job and every penny goes to protect a hard-won respectability? This is the condition which faced Dan and Muriel Williams as Dan Jr. grew up into that half-sad, half-joyous period called adolescence. More, all this removed the element of surprise from Muriel's voice and Dan's reaction. The evening Dan came home from the machine shop where he worked to be greeted by Muriel, saying... The cops, Dan. They brought Danny home this afternoon. I see. Surprise? Not very. You say that as if it were my fault. Isn't it? For 16 years, I watch him. Every moment I can spare from fighting the dirt and the budget we have to live on. Where's his father been? Has he ever really had a father? I've done my job. I've kept a roof over our heads. I've gone absolutely straight. That's been my part of the job. And your son hasn't been. Oh, it's no use, and it's too late. Too little and too late. Is it that bad? What does it matter how bad it is? Cops brought Danny home, understand? Cops picked up Danny. Like father, What'd like they son. pick him up for? Parcel service truck unlocked. He grabbed some packages. He and his gang. You hear that? His gang. Where is he now? Here in his room. Then they let him go. It's juvenile court. He isn't 17 yet. A week from tomorrow. I see. Company's pressing charges. It's not the first time the trucks have been hit in this neighborhood. All right. What's all right? They'll send Danny to reform school. You know what he'll learn there. I begged you to get us out of this neighborhood. I begged you, Dan, but you couldn't or wouldn't. Too late I, I, for I... that now. Danny, come in here. Hi. Danny, I said come in here. Dan, what are you going to do? Be a father. Danny. I'm fine. Don't hit him. It won't do any good. Not with my hand. I won't hit him. Okay, so they caught me. 
Next time I'll be smart. Oh, Danny, Danny. Sit down, son. What for? I can hear you standing. I said sit down. Okay. Okay, I'm sitting. Okay, button your lip, pigeon, and use your ears. Dan, don't talk like that. It makes you remember. Maybe Muriel, once this young punk gets a load of the real thing, he won't be so full of juice. Get to it, Pop. I ain't got all night. Button it. You've got as much time as I say you have, understand? Okay. So what? So you'll get a load of what I'm spelling in language you think is pretty smart. Or maybe you'll have something to chew on. You know, kid, the kind of snatch you tried to pull this afternoon is old as Methuselah. Give me time. I'll figure a couple of angles. Yeah, I know about those angles, all about them. They've got a funny way of turning into the angles bars make with a windowsill. There was a kid once, not much older than you. He thought he had angles, all of them. He was smart. Ask him, he'd tell you, see. This kid liked cars, see. From the inside out, he liked them. He was a whiz with tools. Could take a car engine down, put it together with three parts left over and make it run better than they could at the factory. He was a good driver, too. But most of all, he liked to tinker with machinery. His crowd called him Tinker, Tink for short. He had a job in a service station. Worked on cars and loved it. A good kid. Smart. <laughs> Played the angles. Never made much dough, but he could hope. And one day, he was alone in the shop. His hopes come true. Or he thought they had. <laughs> Who are you? What's your idea sneaking up behind a guy? Save the chatter. I got a business proposition. You're Tink Gilbert. Yeah. Who told you? Little Bertie. Sits on telephone lines and listens all day long. Trouble with the fool bird. Can't keep its fool mouth shut. Can you? Depend. On what? The kind of mucilage. Also, how much... The color of mine is green. Also, it folds. How do I know you didn't draw the pictures yourself? You don't take any chances at all, do you, kid? You know, you're smart. You ought to go places. I figure the angles. Okay. Figure. Out loud. I figure... Guy walks in and calls me by name. I've never seen him before. I see a guy dressed real sharp who slings a line about stuff that folds and has a green color. Okay, okay. Maybe it's rabbit food and maybe it's real lettuce. So first I gotta know... What's his name? The name is Carter. Gypsy Carter, on account of I got a good sunburn all the time. Jip Carter? Yeah, I heard the name. Satisfied? Well, what do you want from me? All I know is cars. Well, I got a car. Don't run fast enough. A soup job? A trial for you. For half a C. Half a C? Won't I get here for a week? Yeah, I'll play the percentage. Bring your car in tomorrow night. Oh, for crying out loud. Oh, that's you. Hi. 
How you like the new chariot? Oh, you sure can't take cars, Jim. <laughs> you don't need this one souped up. You can say that again. Hey, uh, what does this chariot do, about 90? Better than that. Would you like to try it? Oh, you're not kidding. Only, uh, I got a date tonight. Ah, Dames is always around. No, 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 this one's my steady. Well, uh, how about another half a C? But just for driving? Sure. A couple of my pals and I were going for a little ride. Figured it might be a good gag for me to let him think I got a chauffeur with the new chariot, you know. Is it a deal? Oh, just let me get out of my overalls and wash my hands. I wouldn't want to touch that wheel with grease on my fingers. So you got a chauffeur. Uh, beg your pardon, Mr. Carter. You promised me an early night tonight, sir. Yeah, so I did. Think so I did. Get him, mate. So I did. So I did. I got him, Moxie. I got him long ago. All right, fellas. The gag's buried. There's the service station. Check. And double check. All right, Tink. No more fooling. Now, you and I stay in the car. Ed and Moxie will do the job. Then we all beat it. I pull up to the fire pump and leave the engine running. Stay in gear and keep the clutch out. Chip, Mr. Carter, I, I don't get it. Stop the car. You'll get it, all right. Yes, okay. Hello, good gentlemen. Yes? You can help, all right. This is a stick-up. Make like you're busy on the car. Ed, empty the tin inside. Check. You can't. I ain't scared of you guys. Shut up and behave. I don't carry no 45 because I want to fool a guy who's guessing my weight. Let me go. Let me go. Got the door, Eddie? Check. All right, Moxie, let him have it. No, no, don't hit me. Moxie, hit him with a gun butt. What do you think, kid? We'd ask him for light like to sit down and be quiet till we got away? Maybe he's dead. Nuts. Okay, fellas. Okay, Chip. All right, then. Drive. But if he's dead, you'll burn for it. If he's dead... Ah, shut up. Here. Here's 50 for your share. That's easier, ain't it? And a lot better than fixing other people's jalopies. Why? Uh, I want to talk to you, Muriel. You've done something. You've done something wrong. I didn't do nothing. Our date last night, the one you postponed from Wednesday, you spent more than $50. I should have thought. Where did you... Where did you get the money, Tink? I earned it. And if that's the way you're going to talk, I ain't going to say nothing. Oh, Tink, darling, you can't fool me one minute. Not one minute. You've done something in your scheme. All I did was drive. The other fellas hit him. Hit who? Well, you saw it in the papers, the gas station, the attendant in the hospital. The one with the fractured skull. Oh, Tink, not you. I didn't hit him, I tell you. All I did was drive. And I, I didn't even know what was going on until it happened. That's no excuse, Tink. If he dies, He won't die. He... And get this. I'm going to throw in with Jip Carter. Oh, no, Tink. No, Now, look, look, you had your fun last night, didn't you? That was Jip's doll. And I made it in one-tenth the time I could have made it legit. So I'm... I'm telling you. I'm going in with Jip, understand? Then... Then you can forget about us. What? Are you nuts? We'll never get no place legit. 
I can build up to half a grand a week with Jeff. I don't care about the money. I don't care. I want you, you honest. want me, you'll get me like I'm going to be. With money in my pocket and a pocket in a good suit. <laughs> good night, Tink. Goodbye. Muriel! Hey, what do you think you're doing? Oh, nuts. All dames are screwy. I'll show her. I didn't do nothing but drive. And I'll show her when I get my hands on some real dough. When I get my hands on some dough. In just a moment, Crime Does Not Pay will continue with Father's Boy. Continue with Crime Does Not Pay, starring Richard Hart as Dan Tink Gilbert Williams in Father's Boy. In the quiet, dingy parlor of the flat where they lived, Dan Williams unfolded the story of Tink Gilbert for Danny Jr. The boy listened, his eyes sullen. His mother sat there, the memories flooding back upon her, as her husband's voice cut the quiet of the room, reenacting, reliving the moments of the story. Yes, Danny. Tink made up his mind to show Muriel. And Tink was never one to let the grass grow under his feet. Oh, no, not Tink. A few minutes after Muriel ran away from him, Tink was on his way to pay a call. Okay, kid, come in. I'm coming. Hiya, Jip. Good enough. It's on your mind. Uh, shut the door, Moxie, and uh, stay on this side of it. Yeah, right. Oh, what's on your mind, I said. I want to work for you, Chip. Regular. Oh? Getting wise, kid? Wise enough to know you can't make no real dough changing oil and grease and barriers. What do you want to do for me? Drive for you. Well, well, well. My idea exactly. Well, well, well. How about it? What makes you think I need a driver? I got Moxie and Ed. Most jobs it takes two guys. One man should stay at the wheel. You don't want to get out of the car like the other night. Or you don't want to drive the job yourself. <laughs> you should do figure all the angles. I got eyes. Oh, I see. How much do you want? Uh, 150 per. You can have 100. Any job we get over a grand, you get 5% as a bonus. Okay. Okay, it's a deal. Only, let's have a couple of big ones fast. I gotta show somebody. I'm smart. <laughs> Say, Jip. Yeah? Suppose the truck driver don't stop. He'll stop. Uh, but, but, but if he don't, with us parked across the road like this, he could wreck the car and us. Look, kid, if you're going to be nervous, you can't work for me. Oh, just asking a question. Okay. 
Ed and Moxie, they'll have him stopped and out of a cab long before he reaches us, see? I hope so. Hey, how, how they gonna do it? Watch. That's our baby coming around the bend now. But, but he can't see us. Shut up, will you, and watch. Hey, look, they're, they're waving flashlights. We figure everything. They got him. Okay, you. says you fired the shot that killed the driver of the truck while he was running away from the shooting. That's a lie. I never touched a gun in my life. It makes no difference, Tink. You'll fry anyway. Uh, I'll fry? I told you it was a bad jam. The worst. You were involved in an attempt at armed robbery that wound up in a killing. It doesn't matter that you never touched a gun. It's first-degree murder anyway. You understand, Tink? First-degree murder. The chair. I guess I I didn't figure that. You can't figure all the angles, Gilbert. Not on your side of the fence. 
But you can, if you want to, come over on our side. You want me to squeal like Moxie? We want you to tell the truth. You understand? Just tell the truth, and you won't fry. The chair isn't a very comfortable place, Tink. The death house is even worse. No, I can't, I can't. I can't sing. You've got to, or you're through. You're not a tough criminal, Tink. Not yet, anyway. But if you play this the wrong way, you'll never be anything. You won't even be alive. Oh. All right, all right. I'll, I'll do like you say. I... I got it, I guess. That's the boy. All right, get the steno in here, Johnson. No, wait a minute. Before we do that, let the girl in for a few minutes. We've still got a few hours to hold him. Yeah, I know. But let the girl in. The one whose name is Muriel. She's been outside since the papers came out this morning. We'll give her a break on this deal, too. So, Danny? Tink got a lot better deal than could have been expected. We didn't get off scot-free, of course, but... And after a while, not very long, they put him on probation. That's when Muriel married him. He took a job. He, he's held that job. But he'll never be more than a mechanic. He ruined himself. Ruined his chances, all of them. So, okay. So what? Oh, Danny, don't you see? What's to see, Mom? What's this got to do with me? I, I didn't drive any car. I just snatched a couple of packages. Yeah. That's how Tink started. Only with him, it was stuff from the counters of a five and ten. Yeah, but I still don't see what... All right. All I can say is... Well, maybe you weren't really listening to me. You'll probably find out what all this has to do with you in court a week from tomorrow. So, this is the Williams family. Yes, Your Honor. Sit down, Mrs. Williams. Thank you, sir. Mr. Williams. Uh, Danny... Stand there in front of my desk. Yes, sir. Now then. I asked you all into my chambers because I feel that there are times when the publicity of open court can do more harm than good. Now, Mr. Williams, I have your probation report right here on my desk. I expected you would have, sir. It's been excellent. Apparently, when you changed your name, you changed your ways as well. I hoped Tink Gilbert was buried forever. Do you understand now, Danny? Well, Danny? Well? Answer the judge, Danny. Okay, I, I understand. So, Dad was Tink Gilbert. So he's got a good record. Now, how does that help me? Well, that's up to his honor, son. I hope... I really hope that... Well, no, what I hope doesn't really matter. Well, I think it does, Mrs. Williams. After all, Danny is half you. And by that, I don't mean that, that the other half is bad. You see, here in juvenile court, we handle matters somewhat differently. Do, do I have to go away, Your Honor? Not for the present. I'm going to put you on probation, son. To your father. He learned a lesson some years back. 
That ought to do you a lot of good. Oh, thank you, Your Honor. Now, please, Mrs. Williams, I'm handling this case as seems best. That's my job. I, I want no thanks for doing the job. But, Danny, I want you to remember this. The shortcuts are no good. They're no good at all. All of you who try them wind up standing where you are now, in front of the judge. Crime does not pay. Richard Hart, who has starred as Dan Tink Gilbert Williams in Father's Boy, will be back with you in just a moment. person is Richard Hart. Perhaps the most significant thing in this story is the fact stated way back at the beginning that Dan Williams spent so much of his energies in the struggle for sheer existence that he failed to find time to be a real father to his son. This condition grew out of the harsh, bitter living conditions of slums and near slums, which are the greatest breeding grounds of criminals in our history. Those who have to live in such places can't find their way out without our help. Our help through the interest we take in making our cities and towns better, cleaner places to live in. True, this costs money, but in the end, it will cost far less than is spent every year to fight the crime of which these conditions are the cause. For all of us, not only for the criminal, it holds true that crime does not pay. Thank you, Mr. Hart. play is written by Ira Marion and directed by Mark B. Lowe, with music composed and conducted by John Garth. Technical advisor is Burton B. Turkis. This is Bob Williams speaking. The events, characters, and names used in the story you've just heard are fictitious. Any similarity is purely coincidental. (laughs) 